Well, there's an exciting project coming into Ennis, which is the Stations of the Cross, and it'll actually be in the town itself. And I'm delighted that I've got Maureen Kelly and Dr. Sue O'Brien with me just to to talk us through. Uh, Maureen, first of all, could you just give us the basics about the Stations of the Cross? What I understand, Stephen, about the Stations of the Cross and trying to read up a little bit how the practice developed is that they came really from a tradition very early on in the church in Jerusalem of following in the way of Jesus on his way to Calvary. And, you know, I've been thinking about that, actually, as we have been putting the stations together, and that all the events of the stations actually happened in one day on a pathway as Jesus is is led out to Calvary on the way of the cross. And it would seem that very early on in the church that people began from, as soon as the church became part of the Roman Empire, that people began to travel Jerusalem and to the places associated with Jesus on pilgrimage. And as people travelled, they began to to discover that this tradition existed in, in Palestine, in Jerusalem, of walking the way of the cross in the footsteps of Jesus, if you like. And then somebody had a very good idea. Not everybody can travel to Jerusalem, but if that can be done in Jerusalem, why couldn't something like that be done locally in our churches at home? And I'm not too sure when exact idea of marking out stations along the way and marking the different experiences that Jesus had on the way to the cross. I'm not too sure what century that happened. But really what they did was they kind of concertinaed the story, developed 14 markers and, and images to go, pictures, if you like, to to go with those experiences and, and began to place, have them done artistically and and. and in churches so that people could do follow the way of the cross um, in, a, in a kind of condensed form. Um, and then that devotion began to grow and was taken up and became part of our church tradition. I suppose the Stations of the Cross are not actually part of the church's liturgy. They're not officially part of the church tradition, but it's a very, very important part, I think, of our church devotion. And that people like to do that. And many people like to, to follow the way of Jesus by doing the Stations of the Cross. Yeah. And how many stations will you have in Ennis? Because I understand that in the 20th century, there's a 15th station added. So uh, will you be doing 14 or 15? We'll be doing 15 because we will finish with the 15th station, which is Easter Day. And that will be put up on the Saturday night. And, and the 15th is the resurrection? Yes, so how fitting that you're doing this throughout Holy Week, really, so that people can walk this way. Yes, we are doing this as part of the Diocese of Killaloo. I've worked with Maureen before and I've so enjoyed it. And it's just lovely to be working with her and working with Joanne. I think it's important that we know that the Stations of the Cross cut across the traditions. And there are many Anglican churches as well, which have stations in them. And uh, this is something that I was brought up with 
from when I was a, a very little girl. And it's an opportunity for reflection, you know, anything which is a focus for reflection. And this year, it's been a, a year which no one has found easy. And for some people, it's been horrendous. And this is a way of perhaps bringing us together while we are apart, because the church's worship this year, as, as last year, is... Yeah. And it sounds a lovely idea that you're doing it not in the church, as it perhaps would be more traditionally done, but actually doing it in the streets of Ennis. So how does it work? What what will people see? What do they do? Well, the idea we had, Stephen, was to take it out of the church, because one of the things we've noticed during COVID and during the lockdown, even, that there are a lot of people now out walking and also Realistically, even from a health perspective, I suppose it's safer actually for people to be outdoors. Traditionally, for the stations across, people do their own private devotion, but usually on Good Friday in the Catholic tradition, always in the evening or maybe sometimes in the morning, there'll be communal stations at the cross, but we can't do that uh, this time. So there's no gathering involved here. The idea is that people would walk this way of the cross. We're calling it the way of the heart, actually, because we feel these experiences of suffering touch our hearts. And we brought it out onto the streets because we feel the stations of the cross, they touch all aspects. You know, they, as what we think of the stations of the cross as following the way of Jesus. That's the way we have celebrated them. But they also touch our own experiences of suffering. I suppose we were, in a way, contemporary understanding of theology of suffering is that that we understand God to be with us in our suffering. So I suppose we're thinking of the stations this year in that kind of way. We're thinking of experiences of human suffering, that people are living at the moment uh, in all kinds of places, especially in COVID, but not confined to COVID. All kinds of experience of human suffering and that Jesus walks with us. You know, it's a bit like turning that on its head, if you like, us walking with Jesus, but also Jesus walking with us in our suffering. And to do that in the streets, you know, that God is with us in the streets, in our streets of life, the the streets that are are so much part of our lives. And that's where God is. Not Mm. God is to be found, of course, in the church when we celebrate, you know, an intense experience maybe of God's presence when we come together to celebrate liturgy. But, but God is most of all in life and in our lives. And I suppose bringing it onto the street somehow uh, maybe hopefully connects us with that. Yeah. And I think that's uh, particularly during the restrictions that we have now, people are realising through Zoom mm-hmm. largely that they, you don't have to be in church. You yeah. know, the, the, the walls have been broken down in that respect, haven't they? That people are realising that, yes, I can have a religious experience. I can take part in a, an act of worship without being in the building. And I think that's quite a powerful thing. And, and of course, you're taking that now. You're not in the church doing your stations. You're in the street, you know, walking perhaps between two. Sue, what will people see? How, how long a route is it and what will they see? So the route starts in Abbey Street, and it does start, in fact, with the Paul Clares community. And then uh, you walk down Abbey Street, past a shop window of a photographer, and that is the second station, through to the beautiful jeweller, Shadinella, and there they've got the third station. And then you turn into Abbey Street, and you will see Pines Clothes Shop and the Ennis Bookstore and Havens 
Holly's Pharmacy have all got windows and then you move on up to the eye care centre, Carmody's Shoes, the Ennis Cash Company, um, Neelands, Pandora, Mary Kelly, um, M&H Young and the Town Hall. Now, I hope I've remembered that correctly, (laughs) but the, the, the businesses who've helped us have been so enthusiastic they've been a real joy um, mm. and it's so kind of them to get involved mm. and uh, it's really lovely oh. and so you don't have to go into these premises no. I take it. No. and so there's going to be a picture or something yes. is there a, and uh, 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 some liturgy or something by the side of it what, what will people see what we have put together are 15 images Stephen some of them are photographs, contemporary photographs of suffering, and other are artistic representation. So, as, so I suppose it's not your traditional station, but all of the images chosen represent some aspect of what people are living today, some aspect of suffering that people are living today. And, and they more or less correspond with the 14 traditional uh, stations. And along with the image, then, there will be uh, a little reflection, a little prayer that people can meditate on as as they walk along, and uh, a little indication then where to go for the next station. Yeah, and and the great thing is people can do it in their own time, and they can do it at any time, I take it. You know, even when the shops and the premises are closed, they can still stand by the window and uh, and reflect. Exactly, and it is... I think it's an abstract take, I think, on the stations, mm-hmm. um, because as Maureen says, it is your walk that you are accompanied by Jesus. And so each station hopefully will speak to people of a reflection either of something that they may have been grappling with themselves or something where they might be being invited to think outside themselves to, to other people. And so the pictures are a great credit, actually, to our community because they are artists from Clare. They're artists from elsewhere in Ireland. And we've got some young people involved. So we've got some paintings from the schools and we've got a group of young people who will be doing one or indeed two, possibly, windows themselves. So we're looking at some contemporary issues as well, just to bring it home to people that this is their reflection. And when does this start? When can people start walking this way, the way of the heart? Our intention, Stephen, is to have it up during the whole of Holy Week, so people can do it any time during that week. And, of course, people might want to come back even a few times. Maybe it'll be hard to take in the whole of the 15 at one walking session. So they might want to come back and, uh, you know, do a few stations at the time or do it in their own way, whatever way uh, is meaningful for themselves. Therefore, the whole of Holy Week as an invitation for people to walk that way of the heart. Maybe I would just like to say, I'd just like to say, Stephen, a word of thanks to all the people who have made art pieces available to us and to have helped us with this. You know, people have helped us like uh, Roisin O'Loughlin and uh, Sister Betty here in town who used to be involved in the uh, cathedral in the the art uh, decoration team there. So loads of people have helped us with this and I suppose, you know, we are particularly grateful to people who have made pieces of work that they've done themselves available to us because that's a real treasure you know, to pass on to somebody else, something that's of value to yourself. I suppose 
this work would not have been possible without the, the cooperation and the help of so many people. And we've been so encouraged, as, as Sue said, by uh, the encouragement we have received from those who really pleased to see this happening in Ennis. Well, that sounds a very exciting project. I, ju I just wish I was there to share it with you. But uh, I'll be thinking of you in Holy Week anyway and thinking of all the people walking around the streets of Ennis and uh, reflecting and I'm sure getting a lot of spiritual benefit. And it's a, it sounds a really, really good project. You know, I'm sure lots of people who perhaps don't actually darken the doors of a church will enjoy it and take advantage from the work that you've done. So Sue O'Brien and Maureen Kelly... Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah.